0: Welcome to Inside Jokes. This is about the art of comedy. With Sandra Carusi. We
1: get in the mind of the comic.
0: On Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Summertime Canadian jams. <laughs> Wave the flag. There we go. Let's describe what's happening off the microphone. Oh, yeah. We have a nice panel for summertime right here in Canada. We're talking Canadian comedy today with two of our favorite friends of the show, really. Let's be honest. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes can have it all. With Hakeem Optical.
0: At Hakeem Optical. Did, oh
1: yeah. <laughs> or Hackam Optical, as my grandma called it, but you know, she's in uh, Thunder Bay. She was in Thunder she never Bay. Met a yeah, right, there's no she? Hakeems there. Right. You know? oh, yeah, there might be now. There might be now. I think there is now actually. There is now. Do they still do the jingle? <laughs> the Hakeem Optical. Yeah. Oh, abs- we play it. Listeners are hearing it right now
2: during the show. Really? We play that. It's- Once you have a good jingle, I never understood that. Don't let that go. It's like a comedian they with a don't. good
0: opener, but sometimes you got to rebrand also.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah like, oh, like like a new marketing department comes in and goes, we got to lose that old awesome jingle and come up with some yeah. new uh, dubstep. That's it, it. It's like the Spence Diamonds thing, right?
1: <laughs> people have been asking it's almost like well i sound more like rick flair but uh they've been asking people for years like do you have to but uh, people remember it they hate it but they remember it it's oh, all yeah. about remembering the hate has nothing to do the with hate anything. people remember the hate that's why they knew dean young well did they not really anyways <laughs> <laughs> we have some of our favorite friends on the panel today joining us from right here in the building he's, he's just here with us all the time peter anthony is back in studio great to be here thank you for having me again of course we love it we love having you back uh listeners you'll know peter anthony from this show and if you haven't seen him live you can catch him on stage at yuck yucks comedy clubs he's touring all over the place in canada you can see him on the east coast a lot as well that's for sure and uh what was your last tour the the uh like Angry, a themed tour? Angry white men versus millennials tour, whatever that thing. Oh that is. my
2: goodness, gracious. Let's not go there. <laughs> I did a local show that was themed all white guys. Yeah. And it's good just, call. Yeah. yeah. We, we were not we we, we didn't have our, our, our finger on the pulse of <laughs> of what's happening. And I yeah. I thought it was just a big lark and a joke and then the, this poster comes out and it says white guys matter and my face is on it and I just immediately went, "Oh no, this yeah. is trouble." This is not good. Yeah. Someone
1: in the art department that are down at the club was, yeah, phoning
2: in on it. Well, I've never, I I've never been more thankful to not be on Facebook to see what people were tweeting. Oh, about me you or, not? Or oh, that's about great. Yeah. oh, that's yeah, I, I never read. It. Sure. I, I asked someone to. Someone said there was four hundred and some comments and all these debates going on, and I thought it would be fun to have all those printed off for me for bedtime reading. But, <laughs> but I, I still haven't yeah. read any of them.
0: Just no, I think you yeah. But it is interesting because that show I, I like. To hearing that you were like oh no <laughs> whereas i think at least one guy in the show was like this is awesome right <laughs> so it. you know, yeah it's a it's a different i mean it's like a for some people it's ownership of something uh funny and 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 like inconsequential and for other people especially those attached to the black lives matter movement and who have been affected by that it's like and this is personally an attack on everything that my family has been through, friends have been through, stuff like that. Anyway, yeah, I
1: think most people just saw, would would look at it and go like, "Oh, that's kind of a, a misstep," you know. But then people love to just jump on stuff and be angry. Sure. So it was a lot of like new it, air quotes, new comics, just being like, "That's what I'm supposed to be angry at." About okay, I'll, right, you know. right, right.
0: It's true. It could have ended at a lee. Yeah, you know, like little, that's not good. <laughs> but it, but
1: it, but it, things it don't happen like that. Now, no, which you know. But yeah you got some PR on it's good that you're not on Facebook anyways Peter for yeah I know it, it was it was weird to be on ago. the
2: on the receipt like you we've hear we hear, we hear about uh people piling on online and stuff like that and and uh, it was it was weird to be on the receiving end of it I'm only on Twitter. But even catching it there, I, I, mm. oh, wow, this is this is crazy.
1: This is a good tie-in for our other guest. You heard his lovely voice singing the Hakeem Optical.
0: Oh, I, I don't even go <laughs> earlier. No one knows yeah. who I am yet. You need <laughs> an introduction.
1: He's joined us on the show before. Ali Hassan, who you might know from CBC's Laugh Out Loud and, of course, his hit solo show, Muslim Interrupted. And now you are performing at the Brave Festival this summer coming up. Yeah. Uh, with another friend of the show, Dave Merhaj. You're doing the show, We Ain't Terrorists. Yeah. Saturday, July 21st, and I think that's a good tie, and I want to get into some of the stuff today that it takes to be brave on stage. Mm -hmm. Some of the things you have to go up against, some of the things you deal with in comedy, including maybe backlash about uh, topics you're tackling and and content in your show. I don't know if... uh, I, I don't know. Maybe were you expecting that before? Before we go into break, we'll get back into it afterwards. But when you first started taking Muslim Interrupted around, were you a little bit weary of, well, when I go into sort of smaller town Canada and stuff like that, did you think there would be anything involved?
0: I didn't. I, you know, I I always say this, that uh, I didn't expect racists because uh, racism is free. So why pay thirty five dollars? To come be racist yeah. in a in a in a nice intimate venue when you can just do it out on the street for nothing, you know. So I didn't expect racism. I expected a little bit more to be preaching to the choir, but I did expect maybe online some stuff. Um, the surprises I've had is that very few uh, people with Muslim backgrounds, even South Asian backgrounds, come to the show. Okay, it's, ve- it's predominantly white attended. I've done a Q and A a couple of times, so it's a lot of uh, Christians and Jews who come to the show, and, and that's great. I was just surprised that, you know, people who, many people, I'm, I'm sure you see this, Peter, people want to see uh, a representation of themselves in everything.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: right? absolutely. Which, I see the value in that. You're a kid, you know, as a Pakistani kid, let's say growing up seeing no brown comedians anywhere, and then you see one, you're like, oh, so this is an option for me. I, I get the value of that, particularly when you're young. But to like dismiss something because it's, you know, one of the best books I read is a book called The Break. Uh, It is, you know, it it was on Canada Reads the first year I was on Canada Reads hosting and I I had to uh, read it for work. And I just, what a page turner. And it is about uh, multiple generations of indigenous women in Winnipeg, in the north end of Winnipeg, and the various... uh, you know this this intergenerational saga and everything that's there the, the 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 horrible stuff that happens the wonderful stuff that happens none of that speaks to Muslim born Canadian Quebecois uh, Pakistani comedian chef yeah. none of my identity is in that book and yet I was like this is still a very enjoyable escape where some people were like I don't see myself represented in there I don't want to anything so now I'm representing many um. Muslim, you know, uh, South Asian people, and they're just not coming to the show, which is, the show does well. Yeah. It's not like, I'm like, guys, come on, you could have had these seats. But I'm just surprised about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think when we come back from the break, I can tell you the other surprises I have. I have a, a, a number of them, but that's been, you know, first and foremost.
1: Yeah, actually, that brings up a good point that we've been sort of talking about the last few weeks on this show. We will come right back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: Hey, this is Sandra Badalini, and you're listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. On a Sunday night, we're talking Canadian comedy. We're talking bravery in comedy right now. Uh, Before the break, we were talking to Peter Anthony and Ali Hassan, and Ali's show, Muslim Interrupted, last year, uh, sort of... uh, opened up a lot of new ideas to an audience maybe that you were saying that that didn't see themselves reflected on stage before that. And it's an interesting point because we've been talking about that on this show lately where you're seeing a lot of these new sort of festivals and tours and stuff spring up uh, that are just opened up to a new cross-section of audience that was always out there but again didn't see themselves reflected on stage. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a cliche. I think in Canadian comedy especially, you know, for decades it was kind of like Middle-aged white guy in a sport coat, middle-aged... And then you'd have, like... I hate to even say it, but you'd have, like, some shows would have, like, here's our token LGBTQ person, here's our token person of color, etc., right? So now there's all... Especially here in Toronto, it's a hot pot where there's all these independent shows happening, and it's this whole new audience that's grown from this stuff but you were saying when you were taking muslim interrupted around yeah i thought there'd be muslims in the audience yeah (laughs) but there weren't there are very few there's few in 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 varieties i think i've done
0: 20 something city 21 22 cities and you know i'll meet a few calgary yes uh st john's newfoundland yes but otherwise not really and yet a wonderful reception and people coming up to me after the fact and saying you know you talk about sunday school islamic sunday school i had to go to uh greek sunday school i had to go to uh you know uh i'm I'm czechoslovakian we had to go to a sunday school you know my parents sunday school was a nightmare for us too and uh prayer was like this for us and this was like so the whole show is really about man when you break it down uh we and i've i've thought this from the beginning you know even you know pre-9-11 when i'd have a racist experience with somebody being like go back home to where you came from i'd be like dude, That guy had a guns and roses shirt on I love guns and roses I does not even know like we could have probably like if he plays guitar we could have like did a duet right now <laughs> yeah he probably likes the same food I do we play and it was always a thing that's you know plagued me forever like ah if you only knew that like we have there's more in common we have than we have yeah. uh, a different between us and uh, and I think mean, that's like the show I'm not say it's a, I'm not going around with a with a message I'm not a preacher by any means but if the show does have uh, a, a, an underlying message it's that like we all have more similarities we just forget to focus on them sometimes
1: well and I think that's a good point too that it doesn't necessarily have a message that you're trying to sort of sneak in there necessarily no and I think we I think people are tiptoeing that line a lot right now in comedy where there's almost this weird pressure to have a message to things and to leave people with something It's a it's like a fine line between doing you know, an hour of stand-up and just going up there and giving a TED talk
2: sure. right now, where you're just... Oh yeah, I, my my whole thing with that is, I'm totally cool with that as long as the bit's really funny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. If yeah. You, if if, you, if they flip the script on that and they try to get their point out and then try to sneak in a little funny, absolutely right. Ah uh, man, Tru- buddy, humor, you're, humor n- you're not trial. that you're not that smart. You <laughs> need, you're, you're 24. You don't know that much about religion and all these other thing, world issues and politics and society and and you're out there trying to preach to everybody. It's so off putting. Just learn to tell a good crafted joke and then yeah. that stuff will come as you age, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think the yeah. one
1: thing that hasn't changed in comedy, because obviously a lot's changing right now. Audiences are changing and you know, social politics are changing. So the more the world around us does, so does what we're talking about on stage. I think we have this habit more recently of sort of policing the audience before the show even starts, you know, like safeguarding them and saying we won't do this, this, this. The one thing I don't think has changed in comedy is audiences will decide for you. People are out to see a two hour long comedy show. That fat's going to fall off the bone. You know, like they're there at the end of the day, they're there to laugh and be entertained and tap out for 90 minutes or whatever it is. So if you go up there and just start preaching, or if you go up there and you aren't ready to be up there, you're taking on something that you shouldn't be taking on up there, the audiences
2: are still going to decide for you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you know? the it's you know, the most selfish art form because you get instant <laughs> yeah. feedback. Yeah. There's no delay between your punchline and whether or not it went over well or not. You know pretty much immediately. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and, and, and some audiences are rougher on you obviously than others, but you can generally with a with a crowd of people that are paying attention, you'll get a good read on where you're at. And that never fails. It never yeah. it never has.
0: Know thine audience is a... Uh... Is it, is uh, the, it, should be everybody's mantra, you know? And so, the show that I do is it's a one man show, and people go, Well, what's the difference between that and a comedy show? I go, it's Still comedy, but I can take 60 seconds to get to the left, exactly, in a solo yeah. show. Whereas, if I'm at absolute comedy or yuck yucks behind me, people start to get edgy. Like, sure. is this guy doing nine eleven? Stories? Is this going to have a payoff? <laughs> yeah. Is this what's happening here? You know what I mean? So you have a little bit more freedom in those environments. And it's about knowing your audience. I would never even dream of taking something like that, you know, that's deeply personal. And, you know, here's a few racist experiences that aren't really funny, but I just wanted to share with them. I just wouldn't do that. Well, it's it's interesting
2: on. where we would draw that line then. I wonder, I, it makes me wonder. Um, there's a new, and I haven't seen it yet, but I've been hearing a lot of stuff about this one, or comedy set on Netflix... And she's an Australian. Sure. You know
0: who that is? Nanette, it's, it's, it's called. I can't yeah. remember her name oh, okay. right now. Yeah, yeah. Gadsby, uh yeah. uh geez. I should
2: know this because I see it all, all over social media, but a lot of people are having a debate on what this actually is in terms of where we categorize it. Yeah. Is it a yeah. one woman show? Is it stand up? Is it theater? And a lot of people are having this debate. But maybe at the end of the day it doesn't really matter.
0: I think so yeah. too. Like it's I, Hannah Gadsby. I think what's Hannah Gatsby. Yeah. The issue is that, you know, it's that 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 thing with like if you have a vegan burger. Mm-hmm. Now, when you call it a burger, people have certain expectations. And you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe I would have liked this, but you shouldn't have called it a burger because now I'm comparing it to all the burgers I've had. And I think that's what happened. Hannah Gatsby is her name. Uh, it was called Incredible Stand-Up Comedy Special. And then you're like, well, don't... I would have enjoyed this if somebody said it's a great talk, she delivers a great uh, whatever. TED Talk seems almost like disparaging. So maybe not TED but if it was yeah. called something else... It's a great piece of artwork. It's a, it's a great piece. Something solo performance. Solo performance. Yeah, and that's I mean,
1: it. and we have that at festivals now. You see a lot of headliners coming in to do like JFL forty two and stuff like that. We get people who are actors on hit shows, or even people coming in and doing basically monologues for an hour. You know, and that's a gala now. But it's still there's the comedy <laughs> element to, and YouTubers, like yeah. you know, we have people who have like. Their YouTube channel has 3 million subscribers, and they'll Speaking come in Speaking of headline.
0: people who haven't lived a full life yet, Peter, back to your point, you know? Yo, you're 22, and you have a book.
1: <laughs> you just started YouTubing at 21. You what have you, to suffer you? for years yeah, first. I think so. All right, we'll come right back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this
2: is Simon Rakoff, and you are listening to Sandra
1: Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking behind the scenes of comedy with Ali Hassan and Peter Anthony in studio. And uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh I guess blurring the lines between what is stand up and what is, you know, performance art mm. and solo shows and stuff like that. And it's funny cuz you know, you still you meet a lot of people, I think comics who are kind of first starting out, you hear a lot of like I'm here to just be a stand up and that's it. I'm just stand up. I'm a purist. And it's always kind of cute in a way because they don't realize like those days of just being just being a road dog stand up comic in Canada and paying your bills off that like that's that doesn't exist anymore. Not just at all. Doing that. You know those those days are long done. Not at all. But I also I also
2: like nor would we want them to exist anymore nor would we want them to exist anymore (laughs) you've been in enough horrible hotel rooms yeah i've been i've been to cranbrook bc enough times i don't i don't need to go back on them. 58
0: that's right i'm coming to see you in may next
1: year cranbrook
0: never mind this man with the same act that's right baby
2: remember these jokes
1: it's like you can still go do it, but then it's nice to come back and have some other stuff to do. You know, you aren't just scraping so, You know, that.
0: the only – the people who lose out are, are those people who just never had any of those skills. And I, we all know these comedians yeah. who like that is their skill. They're yeah. socially awkward. They don't have the motivation to record videos or the incentive or the inclination. What they do best is get on stage and make jokes. Those are the only losers in today's model – where they're being forced to, and I find myself in that position in some places, you know, Sam and her team, like publicists will tell you like, Ali, you really gotta you know make some Instagram videos. Yeah. And I, I just like, you know, I have this perfectionist thing. I'm like, ah, oh, look at my face. I'm not going to put this on, you know? And, <laughs> and I, it's tough to like, like, ah, what did I just say? That's not worthy of anybody listening to, you yeah. know, I just, it's very difficult where, and then I watch other people who don't give it a second thought. Like, Hey guys, just entering Whole Foods, ah, and then I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what is that? And why, why does it have 700 views? And I know, and, well, and 300 that's, likes. That's the
1: culture now. But even comics, I think, who are hesitant to like, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm never crossing over to into sketch or improv or storytelling or anything. And there's just this this sort of ignorance in a way that like stand up is this, and nothing else is comedy really, and all that. It's like you. I, I always recommend to comics try some of those other pursuits maybe you don't have to go and do the yes ends that's up to you you know but even like storytelling I, I is think, great to I branch think into. even
0: a few improv classes
1: to understand that world and it totally like it it breaks down so many barriers for you yeah. like you'd be surprised dude go do three hours of improv and just see how much more comfortable you are in general with an audience in your stand-up sure, But isn't that you know? based,
2: isn't that whole uh, antiquated viewpoint just... Um, based on fear if you if you totally if you just say this is what this is and anything else outside of it threatens me Mm. that's what's really going on people are people are scared to branch out or scared to try things because stand-up itself and i know we're talking about bravery today Stand-up is, is technically, people would see it as a brave thing to do. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you, get, when you get, climb that hill and get good at it, you, you're not going to start thinking, I need to take on more insanely scary things in my life. Mm. So maybe you're just protecting this little thing you found and you're holding it as tight as you possibly can. And anyone from the outside you view as a threat. But I think that's an antiquated viewpoint. I think the more you live, the more you should experience, the more you should try and get uncomfortable, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Take the condom off. Take the con and I think of yeah. life. Of life. Of that's life. Right. I, I, I forgot to finish the analogy. <laughs> the con- no, that story. You know what? I, <laughs> I knew. Could it. See
0: you getting AIDS and, and dying. So I'm
2: <laughs> no, not I'm sure. Not. Where... I was thinking of life, but I didn't say it. <laughs> I had to finish it. <laughs>
1: you know what? I knew what you meant. So I was just like, yeah, yeah that's right. Take yeah, you con- agreed immediately. I'm I like, g- whoa! What? I agreed immediately.
0: But it's he, because of where you're sitting, you agreed immediately. But yeah. he, made a, he made a gesture, he made a gesture, he, his he and did the peeling motion. Yeah, it was, so yeah. I could only think the one thing, sure. I wasn't thinking life.
1: Well, at your all. mind's always there, Ali. We know, <laughs> but that. I was Come looking on. right at you. Come on, I can't. He's this is like what Peter Anthony is basically what I had for a sex ed teacher in the ninth grade, too. By the way, <laughs> it was like you always get the gym, the gym teacher who drew the short straw in the staff lounge, and he's just like, ah, All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll right. bring out the banana and the condom, and you just that's great. <laughs> leaves you with it, right? Some
0: of your other sissy teachers are going to tell you this is important. Well, it isn't. And he throws a condom <laughs> my guy into brought a it, fire. My guy
2: brought out a baby carrot. What's that about? Bro? Oh, that's great.
0: That's that's well, a person who's uh, considerate of everyone. That's feelings. what I was going <laughs> to say. That's yeah, a nice
1: teacher. <laughs> There's a, I don't know what the statistics are, but there could be a micro penis in that very room. We don't no. in that homeroom. We mm. don't know. Is there a fraud? <laughs> what the? But even. Yeah, even co- you know, even comics who are like I got I and starting out new comics, but they have that thing where it's they trot around that stupid ten thousand hours crap and all that stuff that's forced down your throat. Which, by the way, there is no magical number. It drives me nuts. It was the same thing when I was in film school. They were like, William Goldman says, if you write X, I don't, I don't care. That worked for that guy. Like mm. everything is different for everybody. There's no magical formula. But I think if you do nothing but go and hit open mics seven nights a week, five times a night. For the, that And that's it. Where's your life coming in? So what are you talking about? You know, like if you aren't out there actually living life and just sort of recharging those batteries and getting new things coming in, mm-hmm. then
0: also a surefire ticket to get depression or uh go you know get down a path towards a self-harm of some kind alcoholism yeah, alcoholism sure that's, now, that's that. what we
1: were going to talk about originally today on the show but i'm sure we could pepper that in at some point oh
0: i've got uh, don't rule me out on that subject boys. we <laughs> were <me>. going to <laughs> all
1: right you know <laughs> what we'll <laughs> be in the glass now that we t- now that we told the listeners to take off that condom we'll be right back with alcoholism on inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto Hello, how are you? This is Irish comedian extraordinaire Fiona O'Brien, and you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by Hakeem Optical. Today we're talking about uh, bravery in comedy and what brings you to the stage and how you tackle certain subject matter And branching out, I think, too, as a comedian, we've been talking about, right? Getting outside of your comfort zone, Uh, Ali and Peter, you guys have both toured this country extensively. I'm sure you've both done shows that have killed and bombed. And, uh, you know, we we were talking earlier, we've had shows that were some more controversial than others. You know, you say it's just one of those things. It's you live and learn and you sort of. Roll with the punches, it's right? It's
2: definitely a profession built on mistakes.
1: One hundred percent,
2: right? You yeah. need that
1: scar tissue every once in a while.
2: No, for sure. It's 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 like golf. I have a, we have a friend. All of us know Dave Hempstead, Yeah. Who used to be just a brilliant golfer and still is, but could have been a professional golfer at one point. Yeah. And he he always was the guy that always sold me on this analogy, is about you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it, and then you're going to make less bad shots and less bad shots and less bad shots it's, that's very much like comedy you're going to have less bad shows and less bad shows it's, it's more about how fewer bad shows you have than how many great shows you have until you until you get over that hump well and it's yeah. almost like and
0: it becomes muscle memory at some yeah, level yeah. Also, yeah, sticking with the golf or sporting analogy Yeah, at, I don't have to do 35 sets a month to feel like in this zone i can go a week without and still feel like hey i'm not too rusty yeah once
1: you get to that point in your career absolutely in some ways that's good i mean i'm right now i've more or less taken the whole summer off to work on this this book and stuff but like i i think it's almost healthier the other way in a sense because i think if you go in that streak of like you let's say you're on the road and you're doing a tour or something right so you're like all these shows are going great so far but you get into that mindset where you might walk into a room and walk up to stage and just sort of phone it in, in a way you're just like, well, I got this. We've been crushing the whole time. I got this. This is fine. And as soon as you sort of walk in with that attitude, you aren't invested in it, right? So that's when you lose float. Sure. I, for me, I can only speak for myself, but for me, I would always notice if I tanked or if I had a set that didn't go well, in that sort of pace of things, it was always like, well, that's because I didn't care. I walked in, I was just like, yep.
0: I think it, no personally, I, I feel the, the value of stepping away cannot be overstated, whether yeah. you're writing uh you know a book or whatever it is mm-hmm. you, you just i don't know like there are days where you're like man i was just like a a writing machine the ideas were just coming but I man, when i step away every single time and usually it's not a conscious thing i'm just like man i'm tired and you come back with fresh eyes a day or what days later you're like oh man I'm like a, a different person looking at somebody else's work, and I have yeah. such a clearer focus. And I think the same applies to your, your stage work. You know, I was just telling somebody yesterday, I'm like, I don't miss those days of doing like over two, three days, six open mics with like one bit I'm trying to work. And oh, you yeah. just like, I started with some hope in this bit, and now I have no faith in this at all. Because in one room, one guy laughed. And he's the local <laughs> lunatic, right? He's the guy in the back who, like, does math problems and stuff. And then.
2: <laughs> then you go I to another room. You
0: know what I'm talking about. I can't remember. The, yeah. uh, the Imperial. And then, Daniel. Uh, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> Let's name him. So Daniel laughs. I'm like, that's not good. That's that's bad laugh. You know, and Daniel will like it, and nobody else likes it. Then you go to another room, no one laughs. Yeah. And you go to another room, half the people laugh, but that was a weird room. Now you're like, what is this? Is this a joke, Stan? You know, so... Going away for a week and coming back with fresh eyes to that joy is always so helpful. Otherwise, you really get bogged down. In, oh, yeah,
2: I, I couldn't agree yeah. more. And and to build on that, if you step away from it, then come back to it, you might see, oh, I, I was communicating the idea in the wrong order. Or, or if I put this here and that there, or if I come in from this angle, which has happened to me so many times throughout mm-hmm. my career, it was just a simple sentence to set it up yeah. or a way into the – in, into it that I didn't give enough information or or maybe I gave too much information and then I can see it better. Like if I step away, sure. come back. And it works for, like you said, it works for everything. Uh, blog posts, bloggers should do that. Certainly people that write movies or sketches yeah. or and especially stand-up. The only thing with yeah. stand-up is then you have to do it in front of a crowd again. Well, well and- that's the only difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's always that all. that moment Nothing where you... Nothing worse bring- than the people. <laughs> it
0: is. You know, and there's
1: always that moment where you have this new thing you've just written. You're like, well, I... I physically just have to go say it out loud into a microphone somewhere for the first time you know and toronto is especially funny for that i've watched so many comics over the years you know they're like at the top of the heap in ottawa or montreal or calgary or whatever and they come to toronto and they're like all right time to take over toronto they come here and there's three thousand amateur comics in toronto and they they didn't realize that they're going to be coming to a city where they might be doing a new seven minutes at two in the morning in front of two comics on their cell phone at the back of the room that don't yeah. care. You basically just you know. described me in 2003, <laughs> <laughs> 2004. Yeah. And that's 20. what happens, right? And they come here and they're just like, what is it? But in Ottawa, these are all paid shows. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes it's like a gym, right? Like sometimes you need, just need to go just blurt this stuff out yeah, for your own sake. you know." I, I
0: like those comics. It's often a, the first thing you hear, like audiences here are weird. Yeah. Are <laughs> they? or are you doing the worst rooms imaginable because you just came to a new city and that's <laughs> yeah. like where you're getting on you know, give it some time give it some time
1: That's right you can cuz there's 700 rooms going on at all times here so you have to figure out which ones to actually go and do Yeah But even thinking about those days of like well you guys both relocated here like remember you know when you'd be middle of winter running all over the city on the subway or just like yeah hitting 6 7 shows and bombing (laughs) in front of five other comics all night long i don't i don't know where that energy came from i cannot imagine ever doing that there's an
0: energy to do it and then there's another element that i always think about that goes hand in hand with that where somebody runs a a well-known horrible room and not only do you have the energy to go to rooms but you also go oh hey man can i get a spot (laughs) like you want to be part of the horror always (laughs) you're like Stage time is stage time. You just yeah. keep repeating that to yourself, and then even though in your heart you're like, "This felt so bad. Why would I? Why would anyone do this to themselves?" Oh
1: yeah. Or you'd s- say say yes to something that you know is bad. Yeah. Like in advance too, and then you see it coming up on the calendar, and you're just like, "How do I get out yeah, of do this?" You do you want to do an
2: outdoor show on a beach in <laughs> yeah. front of eight guys? Roasting hot dogs? Go, oh, yeah, stage time is stage time. <laughs> and we always will. We'll always
1: say yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk more bravery and comedy right after the break on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes, pants optional.
1: Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This Sunday night, we have Ali Hassan and Peter Anthony joining us in studio. And today we've been talking about bravery In comedy, all the things that it takes to actually get up on stage as a comedian and to tackle certain material, too, I would say. Right. There's a certain bravery that's needed when you're taking on certain things like you were talking earlier, Ali, about taking Muslim Interrupted around the country and what what that might bring out. Bravery
0: there. You know, if I you know, it's weird to talk about like, here's how I'm brave. It's a you know, but, but putting that aside if bravery is indeed uh, a part of my work, it's uh, it's about talking about very personal stuff. But then it's also because it's about a guy who is Muslim, and, and you know many Muslims are very protective of their religion and their community, yeah. as they as they should be. It's under attack by Absolutely. so many people. Yeah. Uh, but then a guy talking about like his struggles. The, the 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 interrupted of Muslim interrupted is like my ins and outs and ups and downs with my own faith you know and I tell it from a very personal perspective so nobody can be like you're attacking Islam I'm like not at all I just know that when I went to Saudi Arabia I was treated like a piece of shit. I share that about yeah. how how you know Saudi Arabia works on a chicken coop system it's like uh, Saudis at the top other Arabs at the bottom you know in the middle. And then, uh, you know, the Gulf Arabs and then the Iraqis and all that. And then at the bottom of the coop, the rainfall of chicken poop coming on them is Pakistanis, Indians, Bangladeshis, uh, right. know, Filipinos. just treat- and and But uh, white Americans on top with the Saudis. right? So this is what you have to experience. So when you go into like an office, a government office, they'll just screw you around for a bit. They'll be like, yeah, your exit visa to get out of this country, it'll be ready in a couple of weeks. Wow. A couple of weeks, you can't just get up, stop picking the back of your teeth with your finger and, and stamp something. Nah, two weeks, come back two weeks. They just, You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So these are my right. own personal experiences. And I'm sure somebody would be like, no, Saudi Arabia is not like that. That's like, you know, this religious homeland. You can't speak that way. And when I talk about how I was treated by like some religious imam, people are like, they're not all like that." I'm like, I never said that. Yeah. I said that's my experience. That nice. was your
1: experience, yeah.
0: So there, there's that where I also reel it in sometimes because I know that something might be, Misinter- you know, I have a family at the end of the day. If I was a single guy, I think I would have a different perspective on this. But I'm not also looking at stuff that's going to get me death threats. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I'm single, there was a very, you suffer for your art. You do what you want. This is extremely important. But you have to you have to face your children. You have to look them in the eyes when you come home. at the, in the in a, You know, like, Papa, did you really need to say that horribly offensive stuff? And uh, now we we're worried about going to school every day. And I-, I can't do that.
1: Yeah. There's um, an element of, this is my job. You know, the, before yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, I'm an artist and I can, you know, exactly
0: there's still right. the
1: art, but it's your job too, because you're paying right. the bills with it. Yeah.
0: So kids mess with that a little bit, but it's maybe for the best also. So there's a bravery there. Peter, you were talking about, uh, you know, another thing which we may not associate with uh, with bravery, but I think you're right on. Alcoholism... Uh, yeah, becomes it w- such an integral part of this particular you know comedy communities everywhere.
2: Yeah, the crutch is uh, the, the crutch is real. When I, yeah. when I first started, it, it, it was I, I needed to get over the nerves, and the the most immediate way I knew how to do that was just to have maybe two or three pints. Yep. But then if you're going out four or five nights a week to do sets, that means you're having like three or four or five pints every night sure. to to get to be able to do the set so it wasn't long after i started i realized i have to undo that and start from the scratch again and learn how to deal with the yeah. nerves and 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 do do it sober obviously uh to if i wanted to do this for a career otherwise you're looking at a 25 year horizon of doing stand up or 30 years times how many shows times How five pints? Beers. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, I'm going to, that means I'm going to die when I'm like 42, I, right? I
1: remember that too. Like, you know, I, I was in Hamilton for a few months before I came over here. And then so when I hit the Toronto scene, it was the same thing because you're out until, yeah, two in the morning, seven nights of the week. And I had a nine to five office job at the time. So it's the same thing. And you're meeting all these new comics, right? Mm. You're meeting people and you're meeting comics that you're like, oh, I get to be friends with this person now. And you maybe know something about them and look up to them a little bit. So it just becomes this thing right. where so
0: there's the social element, but then there's yeah. also
1: the most unique element. I, there's got to be other you know,
0: jobs where you can do this, but this is a job where you can drink on yeah. the job. You, yeah, and you, yeah. Well, and when you're, you're, you're starting, it. and it's kind of when you're part starting, of it. And you're like, man, am. Am I an idiot? Of course, I'm going to do this incredible thing that I have access to. Yeah, I was very lucky in the first couple of months. Uh, the the shows outside of my open mic home club that I did one was in a legion in the day, and one was in a curling club where they weren't serving uh, booze till after dinner or something like this. No booze during the comedy, and so I realized quickly, like, hey man, I want this to be my career, and there are going to be gigs where I can't drink. So I should just like yourself. I'm like I may have to do a little reset.
2: But Absolutely, it's like you're, you're, yeah. You're a kid in the candy yeah.
0: store when you first get there. Absol- I can drink
2: Absolutely, on stage. Yeah, and no
1: one's going to tell you not to. And yeah. I think for me, anyways, I think because you get so used to that over the years, it sort of can bleed over into your offstage stage life Definitely. too. You know, like if you have something like if you have some going on in your real life. Now you're used to just having access to that at your job yeah. seven days a week and you're used to just doing that. That's your routine. Like I, my, you, your body doesn't even like recognize it anymore. You know, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, part, yeah. then you yeah. can start bringing that into your personal routine. Well, this is, that's exactly
0: it opens up easy, that door. Yeah, it's insidious, man. Because you know? some people, you know, you think, oh, alcoholism, like my father was an alcoholic and I was always very aware of like keeping it in check, but it's that bleed. It, it does. Just get Yeah, yeah. the there general
2: there. rule now is do your show sober. Yep. Save the drinking for yourself alone in the hotel room afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you're all good, baby.
0: Don't pull back the curtain on the glamour that is stand-up comedy, <laughs> Peter. Now there's going to be a glut of people well, trying to get in.
1: You, you go at it like the, the, money, the money rationale too, right? It's like once, once you go into it, let's say you leave like a day job or something and you just go and do stand-up for a while. The one thing I always would do after a while was don't spend any money that you just got paid at the show at the venue right Mm. it's not like you're making a ton of money so let's say i just got a hundred bucks or something right i'm not going to sit there and blow 80 of it at the bar that i just got off stage at right yeah but at first you would of course you would at first it's like free money i have a day job and you just spend it all that night on buying drinks but yeah it's sort of you get into that routine of sort of trying to rationalize and budget things
2: yeah these are all i mean these we're all we're talking about the things that you have to come to grips with fairly earlier in, in your career so yeah. we would have been all a mid, mid or early 20s and you start mm-hmm. seeing you start seeing it a little bit further down the road and you have to be able to manage what you drink and manage what you put in your mouth and manage how much money you spend and yeah. your what you do on the road and all of that should be figured out pretty soon because the guys who don't They'll be playing Cranbrook when they're 58. Right.
0: I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm embarrassed to admit that it was mid-30s for me. <laughs> I still okay. hadn't really figured it That's out. Right. You know? Well, it's like a new life. I was like an IT consultant. Of course, you're not going to do it. And then you have this job. You're like, oh, I have found paradise. So it was like a God. reset.
1: Yeah, I will say the same. Or early 30s. There was that one tour with, with Scott and Tish while we were out west, and there was one particular show at Banff uh, and, that we shot. We shot about half of these shows, right? And we are looking at the footage of that one, and it was just like... So you remember that Family Guy where Peter and Lois they think they're great singers every time they're stoned, but then they watch it afterwards and they're just like slamming guitars like la, la la la. That's what it was. <laughs> we saw this footage, and it's just me up there. I did almost verbatim the entire set twice, oh, just no. repeated this. And we're that's watching this so it's like nice. we're slurring, and it's uh. and we just looked at this. We're like, we have to rein it in for the rest of this tour. <laughs> we can't repeat that act. That's for sure. All right, we'll be right back talking about more bravery, maybe alcoholism, right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
2: Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy (laughs) Carusi.
1: Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We've been talking about bravery and comedy today, what it takes to get up on stage, and uh, some of the darker sides of comedy that you encounter behind the scenes and what Mm -hmm. everything that comes with that lifestyle. So it's not just the bravery to get up there, but it's also some of the demons you might face as a comic. Uh, We have an entire festival coming up that tackles some of these topics. It's the Festival of Risk and Failure Brave at Toronto's Harbourfront Centre, July 12th to 29th. And of course, we have Ali Hassan joining us with the show. We Ain't Terrorists. And I I just want to hit on some of this lineup here because it's a pretty eclectic lineup. Uh, Filmmaker John Waters... I was blown away when I saw that. Sure. Former film student, so I was like geeking oh, out yeah, over yeah, that, yeah, sure. right? Biff Naked. Yeah. We have Biff Naked there. So Excellent.
0: it's Bassem, uh, Bassem, um Yusuf? Yusuf. Yeah. He's like the, known as the John Stewart of uh, of Egypt, except also uh, life constantly under threat of uh Yeah, because that's yes. not easy to be the John <laughs> yeah, Stewart yeah, exactly, of Egypt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gina Yashere. Is, there's a re- it's a really great live, and Dave and I were uh, really thrilled to be part of it. We yeah. We were very happy. Um, we're going on at like a five-city tour around Canada. We're pitching for for Winnipeg and Calgary in the new year. We got some dates: uh, uh, London, uh, Kitchener, Windsor. So, so we have a thing. It's going to theaters, uh, small, soft seat, small theaters. This one, uh, we were surprised to learn uh, two things: one, it's outdoors, uh, and two, it's free. So not going to be not going to be what we're used to at all with this you know we, our show is genuinely it, it's really destined for an intimate, intimate crowd yeah. we're talking about some very personal stuff uh again pure comedy but I think we're not going to be able to get into everything we want to get into cuz we were I just didn't even think that outdoor was an option, and they were like, "Yeah, you're going to be outside on the harbor front stage." We're like, "Great, so it's going to be a good time, but it's not exactly going to be the show that we're touring." So uh, it's going to be Canada. tweaked a
2: little bit. It's going to be that. tweaked a little bit okay. because
0: when you have you know screaming children, you're adding and fire,
2: and, fireworks, and pyro and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. outside. It's great. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, we can catch Ali Hassan with Dave Miraj. We ain't terrorists. Saturday, July twenty first at the Harbor Front Center. And where can uh, where can people check you out coming up, Peter?
2: I have some dates up. Uh, I put them at my website, Peter'sFunny you can follow me on Twitter at Peter's Funny. I always plug my dates there. I got some clubs coming up on Ontario, a couple more um, through the summer. I'm always at the Downtown Toronto Club, Yuck Yucks on Richmond Street as well. Yeah, uh, And uh, then I'm going to Nova Scotia, In the fall, and uh, I always have some fun stuff to do out there. So I'll put those dates up at petersfunny.com. Thanks for having me, man. Beautiful.
0: And now for your weekly listings.
2: Don't miss Brave, the festival of risks and failures,
1: on now through July 29th at Toronto's Harbourfront Centre. And check out peterisfunny.com for all of Peter Anthony's upcoming tour dates. (laughs) Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chato, and we're from the comedy troupe, The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show, Frantic Times, or our TV show, The Frantics, Four in the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast... And start downloading... The best of frantic times! Boot to the head! Food to the head! And now for this week's Comedy Rx, featuring Ali Hassan.
0: So I was a chef for many years. I've made money from food, I've fed a lot of people, and, uh, and food's gotten me out of some jams. I have kids. I have two stepdaughters, and we have this little... Thing we call a son, and uh, my stepdaughter's very interested about where the little guy came from. So sometimes we'll be driving, this happened recently, we're driving back from the skating rink from the back seat of the car. My eight year old daughter says, Papa, Papa, where did our baby brother come from? And I was like, All right, I'll handle this like a man. <laughs> well, honey, who wants french fries? <laughs> Woo! And we just turned into this Lebanese restaurant that I've never seen before in my life. We had fries, we had falafel, we had shawarma. I spent 23 bucks that day not to answer that question. I have no regrets, no regrets. I will continue to spend that kind of money. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for applauding my poor parenting. I appreciate that, that's important to me.
1: Thanks again for tuning in to Inside Jokes and stay tuned for the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Balotta coming up next right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.